Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the next episode of Waifu Wars. I'm the best friend that accuses you of murder. Did you do it, Oni? Yes, you do. And I just want to eat my unagi in peace, so Brony. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> back to the next episode of Waifu Wars podcast, where we talk about all things anime, the good, the bad, and the weeb. I'm not your waifu because she's trash. Yep. What's going on, Oni? Nothing much. Still in recovery mode. What's going on, Drew? Um, yeah, allergies have uh, messed me up, which is why this podcast is late because I literally couldn't really um do it yesterday. I'm kind of glad, even though I was said we were ready to do it yesterday. I'm kind of glad we didn't. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, allergies not fun uh my throat is so sore so much pain like i wish i could just hook up an iv of like tea and just like put it straight in my throat even though that sounds really painful and i think about it maybe i don't want that mm-hmm. mm. which reminds me but i drink I- some tea i had some i bought some matcha passion fruit green tea Pasha. Matcha passion fruit? Yeah, I know. It sounds weird, which must mean it tastes delicious. I can't wait. Um. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe because I'm I'm <laughs> I'm like a boomer when it comes to tea, so I'm just like, huh, that's not one of the just normal flavors yeah. that I'm used to seeing. I don't do normal tea, Drew. Yeah, I can I can see that you're a I don't even know what kind of tea drinker you are. Snob. I'm gonna, I, no. <laughs> I am the snob in this in this scenario. Because <laughs> I am judging you for drinking matcha passion fruit tea. <laughs> I'm like, is that even tea or is that just... Or I don't know, at that point it's just a juice. Does it come in tea bags? It's like, yeah, it comes in a tea bag. I don't know. I, they, I had to ask. They get the passion fruit leaves mixed in with the matcha. Oh my gosh. Or I mean, let me know how that tastes. I will. All right. We're going to start off this podcast as always with the new segment this week in anime. Um, and I'm just going to shotgun through all my news, a bunch of announcements that, you know, the typical weave may or may not already know. Zero anime is getting a third season. Um, they haven't released a date to my knowledge. Yeah, which anime? Yeah. Zero. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> not, no more Amelia, please. No more Amelia. Can it be the season without Amelia? It's going to be even more Amelia. God, no. Unfortunately. Hopefully, you know... I, I am I'm ready I'm ready for what's her name to come back from the coma. Rem. Yeah, sure her. <laughs> yes, even you know, I I got what I needed, which was which was Ram to have her screen time, mm. which she rightfully deserves. And now I, I don't know, I kinda want the sense to just be together. <laughs> Listen, so anything, anything that results in less Subaru and Amelia, I'm here for. Right. 
Um, so that's happening. Uh, Spy Family reveals second season uh, is going to be premiering in October. Mm. And then in the end of December, December 22nd, uh, they're going to be debuting their first film, uh, Spy Family Code White. <laughs> Why gotta be white? Because <laughs> um, no one would go see it if it was Code Black. Oh. <laughs> and that's. And, and Tyler, 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 Tyler Perry presents Sky Hadley Code Black. No, not him. <laughs> <laughs> not, not him. Please, no. I'll take yeah. I'll take the just the code white if that's yeah. the case. Um, let me see. Whoa, more piece of news. Oh, and for those who finish the last season of My Hero or the latest one, uh, you know that by now that. <clears throat> That there's a tra- that a trailer's been released uh, announcing production for some season has been greenlit. So, of course, again, season seven, which you know, it should surprise nobody. Yeah. All right. What about it's you? It's basically Annie? Naruto at this point, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> On my end of the words, yeah, except way better. Yeah. Naruto character <laughs> development. Um, we get another new uh, season announcement. Mushoku Tensei Javos Reincarnation Season 2 has announced a July debut. They also dropped a trailer. Uh, trailer looks pretty good. Of course, it's still going to be done by Studio... Was it Studio Bind that did it? They have their own like custom studio that does it, which is nice. Um, but yeah, no, if you guys missed it... Actually, we didn't cover the first season of Mushoku Tensei on this podcast. We did not. But it was one of my favorite, if not my favorite anime from last season or from last year. So, um, I definitely hope we're able to cover the second season this year in July, and it's just such a good show. It's not for everyone. You gotta have a high tolerance for a really uncomfortable and yes. um, awkward and uh, assaulty situations. But if you get past that, you get to look back. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. I thought. Trust me, it is worth it. As, it is worth as- it. As a oh shit, what, what's her name? Eris. Yes, as a, as an Eris fan. Yes, it's worth it. It comes full for a circle. Yes. Oh. yes, it is so worth it. So I recommend it if you guys like uh, isekai in general or fantasy. So Ooh. yes, I cannot wait. I want to see my beautiful Eris and yeah, what's her face, Roxy again. Yes, I can't wait to see Eris new short haired. <laughs> Bad bitch Eris. Queen Eris. And it looked like in the trailer there was a bit of a time skip, so we might even see like adult Eris. Mm. Mm, Badass. Chopping everybody up. I know. I know I'm supposed to like, I don't know, the NBC Rudy. And I guess I am. Like, I don't hate it. (laughs) I don't hate Rudy. I actually like Rudy. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't hate, I don't hate Rudy. Like, that's like, I was like, oh, I, this, I was like, oh, I hate you for these reasons, X, Y, and Z. And then at that last episode, I'm like, hey, you know, this is you're together now. Very <laughs> <laughs> cool now. I my the divine retribution has been yes. given. Karma has been enacted. Oh, it's like we're starting so from a good. clean slate. 
so good. Uh. <laughs> yes. And that's all my news. All right. Um. <clears throat> yeah, without any further ado, because now we're done with the news, it's time to go and do our weekly reviews. Hey. Bars. Uh, hey. Uh. Um, we're going to start off with Vinland Saga Season 2, Episode 11, which I'm going to assume is our episode Yes, that's a tough competition here. But yes, yeah. this was an amazing episode. This might be my favorite episode of the season so far for Vinland Saga, actually. Yeah. It's picking up. It's picking up fast. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So... The first scene which shocked me the most was you see Canute fighting. And he's fighting, and I love how even he's trained to fight with the sword at this point. He still doesn't fight like a typical Danish warrior. Mm-hmm. Um it's so hard to say Danish without thinking about the actual dessert. Yeah, I know. It's like, I just want a Danish now, thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he was a typical Danish warrior. He kind of had very much like the way he moves. It's very, it sounds very underhanded, mm-hmm. very get in your head. Because he fights the guy who, or I'm assuming, is his mentor. And he's like, oh, look, it's my sister. And she's talking to someone that's not you. And he looks like for one second and whoop. Yep. Just get a shield thrown in your face. Yep. And it worked. He's like, you fight your way, bitch. I fight mine. <laughs> yeah. And I love that about him because it's like he fights with information. Like he clearly studies everyone's weaknesses around him, which mm-hmm. explains why he's so good at poisoning people. <laughs> wow. I don't think it's that hard to poison your brother. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, so that was interesting. And then Knut's just like, yeah, so all this, so having an army this big is costing a lot of money. And then I think his uh, attendant was, can't you just, you don't need a force this big, just let some of them go. And then he's like, Nah, my army is the only reason why I can throw my big dick around, so Mm -hmm. it has to stay. We're going to start requisitioning lands in order to pay for said army. Which makes sense. I mean, let me put on my nerdy, uh, you know, medieval economics helmet on. Requisitioning the land is the right thing to do in this situation. Although I wonder how he's gonna do it. I guess he's gonna use um stupid Omar against his father. Yeah, probably that's a low key hostage. Yeah. Um, um so when they so when you say reposition, you mean just straight up take? <laughs> for the yeah, state? it's like oh, we're confiscating this now. This is the the state's land, uh-huh. and then we'll be like, and eh, we'll sell it to someone else who will pay us for it. Which I kind of don't understand why you would take someone who 
is like already was ready to be in your back pocket from day one. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I don't understand. I mean, you need money. I didn't get that money. But this guy gave you all this free shit. Like, <laughs> oh, he's got to be a lot more free shit. <laughs> I guess. I guess it's one of those situations where it's like, I guess you just you don't want to be the person who sticks out. It just so happened he was like the the first person to make his appearance and make himself known. And you know, it's like, oh, you sure do. Actually, now that I think about it, that was like the first thing. Um, uh, um. Uh, Canute asked him, "Was like, oh, your land is very valuable. You say it's all the all the best crops come from your land." So it was kind of like, uh, uh, yeah. kind of you know, double entendre. Like, ooh, that's gonna be some valuable land. And then we uh, steal it from you. My my only thing is, he's clearly doing a good job of making the harvest. Mm-hmm. Like. I like when I, when they say in requisition, I assume they're gonna kick everyone else off the land. Probably. Like I can't imagine how any other way it would be done. I mean, um, part of me wants to think of it like modern terms. Like, no, they'll just <laughs> they'll just have the people who hired the work. I'm like, oh no, this is Viking times. They'll probably just like run in, kill everybody, and take the land. <laughs> right. So my, I'm just like. If the harvest is good enough, then why would you even? I don't know. I I guess they need they need money more than they need food. So what are they gonna do with this? Are they gonna sell it? Yeah, sell it to other people. Oh, wow! Shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I guess you could steal it from him and then offer it back to him. <laughs> well, I don't think that'll work. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that'll work either. And and he's doing this because he specifically doesn't want to raise taxes. Yeah, I was gonna say that's the only part that kind of like flew over my head. It's like, oh, I don't want to raise taxes and upset everyone. I'm like, okay, but you're gonna steal their land. <laughs> okay, thank you. Like, okay. And I would even, even, I would even accept that logic if he was like, "I'm just gonna steal this person's land, and Mm. that's it." But he said, "This is the first, yeah, like the first of many lands I will." So, (laughs) 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 oh yeah, at this point, I'm like, I'm pretty sure he'd be less angry if you just raised taxes, (laughs) right? Because he clearly can pay those taxes, yeah. Oh my god, this is once again another time where you can literally just tax the rich and everything no. would be fine. <laughs> People would literally rather wage war and kill everybody than tax. I mean, right. I mean, I mean, I know, but you're just taking the rich, all the rich person stuff. I, which in most cases I would agree, but mm. Kettle's like. The, the one like, good rich guy. Right, like the one good rich guy. Like literally. <laughs> Oh my gosh! So yeah, that that makes so little sense to me. And I thought it was just because oh me me dumb gay brain and me don't understand economics. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad Oni that you. Um, yeah, that's a bit of a oversight, I guess. 
Yeah, you you have confirmed that it's not just me being dumb. <laughs> Maybe Kanuga yeah. is, is not the uh, brilliant economic mind that he is on the battlefield, you know? You can only be yeah. good at so many st things at once. And that is fair. And he's, you know, and he's, he's already good. so hot. Yeah, he's he's he doesn't need to be smart at economics. He can be hot and good at everything else. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, poor Kettle asks, like, once he realizes that uh, King Harold is dead and <clears throat> that Canute is in his place, he asks for an introduction from Thorgil, his son. And yeah, they prepare for the trip. And then they realize that Omar is nowhere to be found as they're about to ship off. And they look out for him and he's like, oh, oh what is it? Kettle's like, oh, guys, I'm going to pick the first fight that he sees with someone. And sure enough. Mm hmm. It's exactly what he does. Um, <clears throat> uh, he runs into a very funny-looking man. <laughs> like funny in the sense that, like, he's like animated completely different from. Yeah, others. he has like almost kind of like fairy taleish. You know who? You know who he's kind of giving? Ooh. Mineta from yeah um, from uh, Academia. Yeah, like with the, with the eyes, mm -hmm. giant anime bug eyes, like <laughs> little tiny pupils. <laughs> right, really funny. So they kind of go back and forth, like talking their shit about the fight, and then Omar, like a bitch, takes out his sword. <laughs> I got a sword. <laughs> um, Kettle, of course, breaks the fight up. Um, offers to pay him back, and then, and then the bug-eyed stranger also got uh, chastised by his father for not giving back the proper change. Uh, but we find out the old man is no other than Leek Erickson, Leif Erickson, excuse me. Uh, Leif has adopted someone and called him Thorfinn because he kind of looks like Thorfinn-ish. Like, if Thorfinn was really anime... <laughs> if Thorfinn was drawn by a different, like, mm. anime studio, then yes. <laughs> it's like budget, like, uh, rip-off Thorfinn. <laughs> like, we outsource right. Thorfinn's design. <laughs> there you go. And then they talk to each other, and he's like, hey, do you have a... Hey, I have my son's name Thorfinn. He's like, oh, that's funny. I have someone else's name Thorfinn. And he's like, tell me who he is. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, you know, they kind of that back and forth. And Leaf is like, oh my God, is this Thorfinn? <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah. When I come back, I'll show you to him. If I come back. <laughs> right, which is like, oh, oh he's sure hope nothing bad happens to me. Right, it's giving you're not going to make it back home alive question mm. mark because it, it worked out way too well because just came back he came back Dorf was released as a slave and runs into leaf erickson that worked too well right so that of course that's not happening yeah i kind of feel bad at this point i'm like oh he's he's 
traveled the world so much and everything to find Orphan, and it's finally here, yeah. and it's like, damn it. Um, but yeah, so, <clears throat> so yeah, we don't, we don't know what's happening, but over there, I feel so bad, because I know everything's about to go so horribly wrong. Uh, so you know, going horribly wrong. Uh, they present themselves for the king, Kedomar and Thor. Gil present mm-hmm. themselves before Canute. And just as they're having a nice conversation that probably is going to be wrapped up nice and well, Omar opens his big fat fucking mouth and is like, Hey, mm-hmm. I want to fight for you, king. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That whole God, that was so cringe. Was so funny. It was hilarious. Medieval oh. cringe. <laughs> Medieval oh, cringe. That's the title of this episode, by the way. <laughs> Medieval cringe, in, indeed. Because he's like, oh my gosh, I want to fight for you. And he's like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> like, first of all, he just walks up to the king without even bowing or anything. <laughs> so no sense of manners. Come on. And I and as I said, I was like, you should not take him into this room. Like, just just leave him out. Yeah, I didn't like why. And with his sword, like, really, like, come on, man, you got to know you're some better than that. Mm-hmm. If I was, if I was, if I was the uh, the father, he would not be leaving the farm. I'm like, listen, you know, you can't leave the yeah. farm. You know, you're yeah, exactly. you're, you're literally like you're literally too dumb to leave. Yeah, the farm. I cannot no. trust you. I feel like, I, I oh, you know what I would do? What? I would say when you can beat Snake, that's when you can leave. (laughs) Um, And that's one way for him to stop being a bitch. Mm -hmm, True. Or is it? (laughs) I mean, he'll try. He'll just annoy Snake every day, and Snake will just beat his ass every day. No, I think he's. I think after the first ass beating, he's gonna just be like, "No, I just want to stay here." Oh yeah, it's true. Yeah, he's not gonna have the balls to keep like go fighting again. Yeah. <laughs> Who was he? Thorfinn? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Omar. Omar literally is like, yes, I let you. I will fight for you. And he's got his sword. And he's like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Poor like, oh my gosh, put your sword away. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you drawing the sword on the king? It would have funny. It I almost thought that he was gonna just get killed in the before in like a really silly Yeah, yeah I, I thought that um Canute was like, Oh, you can use a sword, alright, try your your um your swordsmanship against me and then Canute's gonna whip out his sword and slice off his sword. head. <laughs> right, I thought that happened. And then even worse, he said <laughs> he said Cut into this boar. Like, <laughs> now my man's literally started cutting it like a Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah, with his sword, like it had like serrated blade or something. He's like trying to oh saw it. <laughs> oh my god. And I'm just like, that is so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. I love that scene so much. Mm mm. Yeah, the scene, the episode was like, 
uncharacteristically funny. Yeah, it was weird. It was hilarious at certain points, like kind of more comedic. Mm-hmm. But then it still ended on a very serious kind of like, ooh, this was like plot progression happened. Like we got some good setup for the next episode. Exactly. Because after that whole display, that's when Knut's like, oh no, um, what you call it? The guy in charge of the army, he's like, yo, you can't be serious about him right like he like he clearly like he's like he a bitch just like his daddy mm-hmm. and then he was like hmm so that's how you feel um what about in other what about in other ways and then the crazy thing is even the mentor like you know he hesitantly admits he's like yeah no having like him an army would be very useful for, like, political reasons. Yeah, it's like one of those things, like, listen, you are a shitty soldier, but you are a great excuse to do other shit. Like a great exactly. idiot. Exactly. Exactly. So, it was... <laughs> so, yep. Um, Omar is now in the king's care. And will most likely be treated like some kind of hostage. Yay. You know, I, I wonder how long it's going to take for him to to basically use him as a bargaining chip. I, my guess is he's going to, well, next episode immediately, but my, next, <laughs> my guess is going to be that they're going to have him, like, go to the farm and cause trouble or something. Like, oh, yeah, just take some, some of our soldiers to the to the farm with you and then they're gonna like cause trouble and it's gonna like force him to choose between does he want to protect his dad in the farm or does he want to be a part of the soldiers and Canute's army type of deal and they're like oh he's predictable you know he's gonna turn against his dad to help the soldiers hmm. I'm more convinced that what's gonna happen to Thorgill I mean right. I'm sure I mean it's gonna die but yeah <laughs> but it's just like huh I feel like he's, I wonder if he's going to choose, I feel like he's going to choose his dad. You think? I don't know, I, he's such a coward. <laughs> no, I said Thorgil. Oh, Thorgil. Oh, yeah, Thorgil, yeah, he'll choose his, he'll choose his dad. I think he's just going to die from, what's going to happen with Thorgil is he's going to die from a really dumb reason. Either Omar is going to, like, stab him in the back or something, or yeah. he's going to get poisoned by <laughs> <laughs> or he'll trip and fall, and some stupid thing happen. No, I thought he'd just die in a fight. I don't um, think so. He looks too strong like, to die in a fight. They built him up as like too honorable and shit. Um, you know who also too strong to die in a fight? Thorfinn's dad. Yeah, but then listen, he was like a main character. This guy is Thorgil feels more like a he's an important character for this arc, but we could kill him off in a really dumb way if we wanted to type of character. Yeah, speaking of which, I actually watched the first episode of Vinland Saga with some people. I t- oh my god, that put me so much in my feels. Oh. <laughs> I gotta like, go back like, and rewatch it. Wow. And the fact that they they like reference characters that were relevant like today like they were like they really talked about king harold i was like whoa <laughs> the continuity <laughs> yeah so that was pretty that was pretty mind-blowing i was just like oh my god mm-hmm. and everyone's like 
I was talking with, with friends, and they kept calling it the White Moana, and I'm just like, <laughs> I was like, baby, this is not Moana. <laughs> <laughs> This is not Moana, and not at all. Mm. I've never seen Moana, but they said something about like, oh, how something happens and the island keeps stopping them from leaving. I'm like, oh, it's oh, no. <laughs> exactly not Moana anymore. <laughs> uh. All right, uh, let's move on to Buffalo season two, episode nine. Yes. They went uh, full tower defense mode. <laughs> basically, uh, the main event starts where they basically have to either kill hard monsters or search random places to get these certain metals. Um, they split up into two groups to collect metals. Uh, I like it this episode. This episode wasn't like super concentrated on Maple, really. Yeah, now that you mention it, she was just kind of like a no, like a part of the group. It was very group focused, yeah. which I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. I like we 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 got to see the, and I enjoy this a lot. The um, what's what I'm looking for, the progress of the twins. Yeah. Like, they're just finding new ways to, like, harness their ridiculous strength uh, uh, stat. Mm-hmm. And they found out today they just, like, throw flaming balls of death. They remind me a people. lot of, they're like mini maples, because they also like to game the game a lot. Like to what? They like to, like, come up with weird abilities and kind of, like, game the system. Yeah, and and they're getting... They're they're kind of you're right. They're kind of getting up there too, because mm-hmm. now that they have pets, uh, you know that removes their mobility issue. Uh huh. Cheating. Um. Not. I mean, it's not cheating. It's pets. Mm-hmm. Everyone has. Pets. <laughs> it's like everyone has a cheat. I mean, when your cheat specifically makes up for what's supposed to be your only weakness. I mean, when your pet makes up for your only weakness, it's like. Mm. I mean, that's true, but like, <laughs> that, you know, haha, all the, that's basically all the pets. Um, yes. Like, it's like, it's either a comfort weakness or makes, or conveniently makes your strength. I mean, syrup, syrup isn't that much for me. Like, I mean, yeah, it just lets like her fly. Only, right, syrup is like the only one, ironically, that's like not super perfect. Yeah. Maple. But Maple doesn't need a perfect one. She's <laughs> perfect enough as it is. Right, exactly. Um <clears throat> yeah, so they have the the bears for mobility. Um they have for range attacks, they can just hurl those balls at people. So yeah, their their bases are getting covered over time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, also, another character that I think they're they're starting to show, starting to give her a little more shine is is with her dynamite of death. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's like, oh, everyone get inside the bubble. Okay, about to blow everything up. <laughs> uh, 
And then we got to see Sally, the, the aka the true leader of the guild. Wow. <laughs> okay, but like, did I lie though? I mean, she's like the. I guess the maple's like the mascot slash like yeah she's a mascot promoter. Sally, Sally, Sally is like the kingpin. Maple's just the shadow. Yeah, she's like the shadow leader of the group. Yeah, Maple's, Maple's just the, the face of the group. Maple's yeah. the Pikachu. Exactly. Because Sally's the one who's like, oh yeah, I tagged these places. Let's do this. How mm. about we do that? Yeah, she's definitely the leader. Um and then oh my god the defensive the the defensive parameters the traps um the tower defense as you said yeah very uh interesting it almost makes me want to play what's what's that gotcha game everyone plays Arc Knights yeah I also yeah. Want to play Arc Knights I got that same vibe I was like damn I really want to play Arc Knights now. I know, but it's like, ugh, it's, it, I'm too far behind now. It's 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 impossible to catch up. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> also, this year requires too much brain power. I like I like gotcha games, but I like when they're. That's why I love FGO so much. Like it's complex enough to be interesting, but it's not so complex that like I have to take time out of my day. And be like, all right, well, how do I actually beat the stage? Hmm. Whereas Arknight is like, oh my god, I gotta dedicate a whole afternoon to strategizing and restarting the stage every five seconds. Well, that's kind of lame. I know, right? Who wants to play games? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to auto. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to Wow. Well. Well. Um, yeah, so they have all those traps and um. <laughs> yeah, the monsters kind of get lit up, and of course, oh, what was it? I think yeah, the first round of the tries going off. <laughs> they don't even see them. They don't even show the monsters dying. They just show what they drop. And this is supposed to be like the strong monsters too, which is yeah. funny. Oh, they didn't even make it like the first line of defense. It was like, like a oh, whole network of caves. Ex- except for that one creature who's like, I'm trying to live. And he's dying. Even the Wow, we slaughtered everyone. It's time to put the traps back up and then keep that <laughs> <on> music. <Yeah>. They <laughs> need to play that song every episode. <laughs> they really. Do play it every episode. I like how the, the programmers were like, wow, they legit just made a better dungeon than we, <laughs> we do. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're like, oh, well, someone decided to make it super complex so that people wouldn't know. Why do we get that complex if it's just a dummy dungeon? I don't know. <laughs> gotta, gotta go hard or go home. Okay, well, well, let's let's see how that works out for them, I guess. But yeah, no, overall, cute episode as always. Yep, yeah, I enjoyed right. it. Up next is the season finale of Kyoko Suiri, season two. Ooh, I'm so conflicted on this episode. This last episode was such a... This really was 
Kokosuri in a nutshell. <laughs> it really was. Like, I liked it. All right. At first, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Because <laughs> literally a third of this episode was just them talking about uh, uh, Unagi. Right. <laughs> the, and then it just took such and then it took a, a random wild a, last a wild, <laughs> Yeah. So you killed your wife. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Like, like five minutes and I'm like oh yes this is a beautiful unagi and oh why is Kyoko eating unagi so how did you kill your wife <laughs> did you bash her head against the wall mind you like a minute or so into talking just by the guy's like reaction I'm like oh he definitely killed his wife mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> like if, if someone accused me of killing my wife I wouldn't just and the gag was his friend was trying to like logically like in his mind twist his own logic to be like oh you're just laughing it off because you know there's no way you could have done it i'm like no he's laughing it off because he definitely did it mm-hmm. you know, like you don't just sit there and just huh, 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 like awkwardly huh, 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 yes. Yes. After, somebody, like somebody accuses you of killing your wife <laughs> you're so like silly. i like god i you up, like, I, I, like, we're going to fight. <laughs> if someone told me I killed my husband, I'm killing you. Like, I'm not gonna kill you, but we're gonna fight. Yeah, that was, I liked. By the way, I loved that when they were giving the explanations, of, or he was explaining how he killed his wife. He was like, "Oh yeah, I had done like a bunch of muggings beforehand to give myself an alibi." I'm like, mm-hmm. why? <laughs> I mean, it was to get an alibi. I guess, but I feel like that's more risky than anything else. Like now, they're gonna, now the cops are going to be investigating like several muggings in the area, and it's like I don't know five times the chances to lead all back to you, depending on how many muggings you did. I mean, if you just swore off, it's it's very really easy to be a serial mugger, unfortunately. I guess. I to me, the logic is like I want to kill my wife, so I killed seven other people in the building. That way the police would think there's a serial killer in my building. And then when my wife dies, like, <laughs> they won't find me suspicious because they're like, oh, well, seven other people died in this building. So it can't be her husband. I mean, but... Like, on one level, out. on one level, it kind of works, but on, no, like, a hundred other levels, it doesn't, because then they'd be investigating those other murders, and they'd be like, well, where were you for these other Okay, murders? okay, okay. Murders <laughs> are one thing. Muggings are another. Maybe, I guess. And obviously, they all went off without a hitch, because I assume the, the first time something goes wrong in the mugging on his part, he would probably just stop mm-hmm. for obvious reasons so and that didn't happen so there you go I guess. and then yeah and then the final mugging where you have to just kill his wife also, <laughs> also he has like super strength he like blew her head up against the that is not how that this this episode took a few liberties (laughs) I'm like oh shit is he an Ayakashi is that the twist (laughs) oh my god yeah that was (laughs) Uh, uh, and and, yeah it's just this uh, this episode is so silly because it's just like haha like all the rest of the all the rest of the arcs are just gonna kind of keep on your toes and 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was pretty much just like the entire show in a nutshell, like you said. Yeah. Except this wasn't as you know, this is a little more transparent because mm-hmm. the guy was clearly so fucking sketchy to mm-hmm. me that I was just like, no, you probably did kill your wife. <laughs> there was very little mystery in it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah oh, by the way, as he talks about the, as he talks about his reasoning, like, first of all, like, if, but, between a friend and him, I don't know who the biggest sociopath is. I'm gonna say, I mean, that's slightly rhetorical because it's clearly him because he murdered someone. Mm-hmm. His wife, <laughs> his wife over. It's like a somewhat. It, okay, so here's my problem with this episode. It's not like a problem. Problem. It's like his logic, his reasoning for killing his wife. Mm-hmm. In my mind, doesn't fall in line with like a sociopathic logic. If that makes any sense, no. but his reason, his reasoning for killing wife is so emotional. It's literally like, I don't want you to be happy with anyone else, and the thought of you leaving makes me so wild that I'm going to kill you. So you, I'm going to kill you before you're with anyone else. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a very jealous kind of like possessive, controlling person right so it's like you have so much emotion but then you couldn't uh <clears throat> oh well right never mind because then they talk about the whole guilt thing mm-hmm. right where it's not <laughs> he thought like oh i just feel like because it was guilt and it was like no it's just uh <laughs> you feel that way because your wife is cursing you <laughs> never mind no it's, it's just like cursing. okay i kind of I kind of take it back. Even though in my mind, I feel like sociopaths would kill for like a less. Like an even, even, oh, how did you say, even more petty reason? <laughs> or yeah, something like that. Yeah, like something more petty as opposed to that. But then, no, I guess they don't because, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I, listen, I just watched Swarm, so that's clearly not the case. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I also like that it ended on a very, like, not happy note for that guy. Like, like he, it yeah. was kind of like, she was like, oh, no, you fucked up. You live with this until your wife gets bored of haunting you, I guess. Right. Like, that's crazy. Like, yeah, that's a, the point I did like was the whole, yeah, you feel so bad over your wife dying. I'm like, no, you actually don't feel guilt over it. That's literally just your your wife haunting you. Mm-hmm. That was kind of, yeah, that was good. I like that. I think about it. Um, and I love how he was about to, like, contemplate killing Koloko. And then he was like, he was like, what do I think to ask you in parentheses before I kill you? Mm-hmm. Why do you go to the eel place? And she's like, oh, yeah, because I want to get horny so I can fuck my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh, Koloko. Need more Kodoko. No, the girl don't ever change. Yes, stay the same. <sighs> yeah, it was just a very, it was, it was just a very wacky episode that just like, yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know how else to describe it. 
Yeah, it was very out of, not out of place, but it just kind of felt like, it was a weird episode to end on, let me put it that way. Yeah. But also very on brand. Yes. Like, the weirdness is what makes it on brand. Yeah. All right, Uh, so it is time to rate it. Um, Oni, you go first. This is tough. I liked it for the most part. I mean, all the arcs were solid. We had a little bit of a bump in that third arc. Um, but then it kind of worked out towards the end. Um, I still think it was best at the beginning with the Yuki Ona. Like, that was the strongest arc for me. Mm-hmm. Agreed, yeah. Um, you know, I feel like there wasn't that much plot, like the main plot wasn't really progressed that much in this season, but we did get a lot of good Kyoko. Uh, not so much of the main character. He was just kind of like a background character for most of the season. Yeah, but to be fair, like, season one was all about him. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I, I this, this arc definitely, or this season definitely felt like they kind of felt like a bystanders in a lot of the, like, arcs that they were in. Um, but I enjoyed it overall. I'd give it an eight. I think it was really solid, good mystery type show. I think some of the mysteries were a little bit too straightforward, or not really mysteries at all. Right. But you know, I got the the like the characters sell the show, and this season had all the best characters: Kyoko, Yukiona, the old woman, the cat. <laughs> like, there are some good characters this season. Even this last episode had a really good setup, so I enjoyed it. The writing is great. Agreed. Um, so I'm giving it the same score of an eight. Uh, yeah, like I said, very, very solid all around. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, the characters are us to sell the show. Um, the mysteries. <laughs> Maybe I would like the mysteries. Because the, the reason why what I liked about the mysteries more in season one as opposed to season two mm-hmm. is that by season two, it was like Kodoko already knew what it was. It wasn't us you know, us figuring it out along with her. It was yeah, like, it was like it was very pre, you know, predetermined. She already knew what yeah. the answers were, and we were just watching her tell so us like, the answer. Oh uh, yeah, essentially, there wasn't much detective work going on. Exactly. So I would have liked to see more of that because that's all was happening in season one, especially mm-hmm. the last arc. Also, the arcs didn't feel as like grand as the first season, where it was like a lot more. I guess that's because the, the arcs were tied directly to the main plot with Rika and everything. But yeah, this season had a little lower stakes. Yeah. Um,. And well, you know, R- Rika was still there. She's still present, but mm-hmm. not as much, yeah. I guess. Yeah, but like so, well, good, good anime. I'm, I'm glad we covered it this season. Same. All right, well, let's move on to. Is this the last anime? Yeah, last yeah. but not least. Um. And I'm going to say the whole title because it's the last time I'm going to say it. Tsundere Akuyakure Jo Lisolote To Jikyo No Endokun To Kaisetsu No Kobayashi-san. Yay! This was, a, 
12. This felt like a final episode. Of all the final oh, episodes we watched, yeah. this was the most final of the final episodes. And it felt so good. It did. It felt like, I'm like, oh my god, is this what closure feels like? Right. Um, so, oh no, wrong note. <clears throat> so, Quan takes his sister to the college. Um... Elena helps them out, you know, by she she doesn't reverse them where she cannot talk to them from the screen. But then of course it it was a trap. And Kwan is like, yep, time to I don't know, make her the vessel for Eve and yada yada yada. But then <laughs> Uh, it, and yeah, he even starts to corrupt Kobayashi, but then Lise saves her, which I was just like, oh, come on, full circle moment. Yeah, that was really this, cute. This was just, this episode was just very circle. Yeah, especially like the little Lise doll. Was like... Oh, the little keychain thing. I was like, oh, that was cute. And then Lise starts dragging everybody. She's just like, She's like, oh, you're great, Koyashi. You bad guy. You ain't shit. <laughs> you you and um and the you ain't shit. Tell her tell my friend how you feel, damn it. <laughs> and then he confesses and then she's like, Oh my god, I love you too. Um <laughs> that of all things causes the the god to break his focus because he's like, no, I'm like the thirteenth wheel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was funny. Um, and then yeah, and then Lisa Koyashi's like, I gotta go. Goodbye forever. Oh, it was so sad because it's like it. Because looking back on it, it, like this tearful goodbye makes sense. Like it's like they they have been through a lot together mm-hmm. because you've been looking over Lise this entire time. You know, just trying to invest so much in their happy ending. Um, and yeah, I think. Yeah, you, and you know what made me really, uh, you know, what, it made me emotional when they were saying goodbye through the game. Yeah, it actually kind of hit me, you know, I felt it. Like, when, like you see the static, <laughs> and they're just like, no, we're friends, like, let's talk to each other normally. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yep. This is the last time we're gonna see each other forever. Goodbye. And then the static cuts, and then it just cuts to like to being just a normal game. Yeah, I didn't expect to, for it to be like not emotional, but like I was kind of like, damn, I'm gonna miss the show. <laughs> like, I'm like, I didn't expect to be like, I'm gonna miss the setup of the show. Yeah, yeah, and then. 
according to the end or and what end on koyashi come back to the wedding i was like oh my god i feel like this is like this is literally like if i played the game and then i was like new game plus to get the perfect ending yeah i love how it did that too it's like this is the end this is like the best ending and we get to actually see it yeah so that oh it is it is me feel so good it gave me the you know just gave me the good feels yeah and i'm surprised an anime ended like that usually you don't get like clean endings with anime it's usually like a leaves off in a cliffhangery type of uh adding ending and it'll just be like whoa if you want to see more read the manga but we actually got definitive like whole story so yeah that's nice that is very nice indeed oh god can't we learn Gonna rate it, and I'm like, oh, I am going to rate it a seven point five. Um, I was gonna give it. I'm really, I'm super tempted to give it an eight. Mm-hmm. Um. The reason I get 7.5 is that outside the twist um, towards the end, because it's like, you know, the whole, like, oh, my God, we can talk to characters in the game. I'm like, that was, that was cute, but I didn't, like, super sell it for me. The twist towards the end, I was like, whoa, didn't see that coming. But without that twist, it would have been, in my mind, like, a kind of average anime with some good with some good um with you know some good things here and there mm-hmm. uh <clears throat> you know it is a villainous anime um i can't say it's a subversion of the trope anymore because the subversion itself has become a trope mm-hmm. yeah uh the designs very pretty, but nothing, nothing I haven't seen before. Yeah, as someone, as someone who's watched at least four villainous anime. Yeah, I feel like this is the new thing coming out now. Like, oh, I, really told, I told you this is a thing. I told you this is a thing. Once I saw the third one, I was like, they're gonna keep doing this now, and lo and behold, I'll say this of all the ones I've seen. This is, I think. Dare I say this? I think this is the best one mm. of the three or four that I've watched. Oh yeah, of, of the like one or two I've watched, I'd say this is the best one. Um, but I'm gonna give it a seven. I mean, pretty much for the same reasons you laid out. I think it was cute. I love the ending, the twist at the end. Um, there was clearly thought put into like the writing and the plot. And I do really mm-hmm. like the characters, but other than the twist at the end and the little cute moments with the ending and all that stuff, it was largely just a normal fantasy anime. Not great, not bad. Mm-hmm. I didn't really st- like if you took a scene from like episode three and put it up with any other run of the mill fantasy anime, I wouldn't be able to tell them apart. Right. It's no. It's no fruits basket. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It was enjoyable. But, 
Yeah, no, it was enjoyable. Uh, despite our ratings, um, yeah, no, you really appreciate um, Orion and I don't know who is there. I feel like there's another person who suggested the savior. <laughs> I, I, I feel like it's Orion the savior. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. This is a nice, cute little break between everything else we were watching. Yep. Enjoyed it. All right, and with that being said, I think that's the end of our weekly reviews, and it's the end of our podcast. I would, I was like, there was part of me that wanted to keep talking, but my throat. So yes, mm-hmm. at some point, I am going to talk about um, to your eternity season two. <laughs> we will have that discussion. But at a later time when my throat is healthier. But it will not be tonight. So if you enjoyed this episode of the Wife Wars podcast, make sure you hit that like button and subscribe. You can catch the episodes as they come out every week. If you haven't already, do follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitch and join the party on our Discord. All linked in the description down below. If you'd like, you can even become a channel member or patron. And you can even vote in our patron-only poll, which will be going up shortly, sometime soon, maybe this week, maybe next week, uh, where you can vote on which anime you want us to cover in the upcoming spring season so keep an eye out for that spring anime guide as well and drew do you have anything you'd like to say um uh get those uh antihistamines ready baby because the way this spring is kicking my butt already yay and on that note this has been soroni and we'll catch you all later Later. Bye.